get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Ah, well, g'day. G'day, patrons, and welcome to our Black Label episode. Don't know which number. Joel's got two here, but we've done more than two. Well, yeah, we're starting a new thing where we have a lot more loose. I get really pedantic about writing scripts, and Jack's like, you know what? Have it, you don't. And I think, you know what? I don't have fucking time for this, so I am going to write. And this is why we're doing more fucking Black Label episodes than bloody main episodes, because it's just like... It's just a... It's a fraction of the work. It's really (laughs) not easy being me. It's not easy being me at all. Um, Look, it's been... Look... All, all, all jokes aside, but like at first, a, a, a glorious thank yous to our to our continued support from all our patrons. Yeah, thank We love you a lot. It's almost impossible to put any sort of dimension on it. As big as the known universe, and maybe some of the unknown as well. It's hard to say. Yeah, but we do love you, and we and we and we appreciate your support, and we do enjoy doing these black label editions. You know, the ones where you've got to actually break the seal and have a listen to yourself. And we can go a bit hard, fast and loose because we know we're just talking to friends, and this is not for general distribution. Well, we have exactly. To be cautious about defos. And speaking of defos, today's been a wonderful day. There have been so many good things happening today. Ben Robert Smith has been ordered to pay indemnity costs for the entire defamation case. That's five years. There was an offer there that he would pay to one of the parties uh, or the date of one of the parties uh, attempts to, to settle with him, but the judgment now has has come down and it will go all the way to the point where he instigated defamation proceedings we're trying to put a figure on it. It won't be known specifically, but it's about $30 million. Well, yeah, so, Joe, what do you make of it? All meaning. So one of the things that I'll throw in as a budding law student is that indemnity costs, there's ordinary costs and indemnity costs. I learned this last semester, so this is fresh in the memory, as uh, Bruce Lemon would say, as that's a whole thing, and I won't go there. But so basically, indemnity costs is when you pay fucking all the costs, and it's usually because... You bringing the action was dumb and yep. the judge is upset with you. So there's ordinary costs and ordinary costs are fucked because just say some asshole sues you, you go through the motions, they lose and you sort of, you know, you you get most of your money back. But you don't really get all of it. You know, your photocopying bill might not get included. Your bus fare might not be in there. It's kind of yeah, bullshit. Yeah. You might have stayed in a hotel sometime and you, you're not going to include that and that's sort of fucked. Indemnity, you just pay fucking everything. Yeah. You eat shit. It's like we've got a legal principle that you don't pay damages in these sort of situations and it's a weird thing and it shouldn't exist in my opinion. But with these situations there, it is one of the bigger fuck yous the judge can give you. So indemnity costs, that's what it is. And it yeah, is definitely I've got like a couple of years, but now it's the full five and, and somewhere in the order of $30 million on top of his own costs as well. Well, yes, those ones were covered by Seven West. To what degree has been indemnified? I mean, we're not quite sure by Kerry Stokes yeah. and what will continue to be the case there. But this is a little bit like the Lemon case, which we don't want to go into because it's subject to judgment, a little yeah. bit like the Lemon case where, you know, someone sort of narrowly escapes 
a, 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 a judgment a in this serious one case, judgment. yeah, and thinks yeah. like normal people would go, whew, that yeah. was close. Just I better go and live a good life. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to fight everyone. I'm going to sue everyone. And and all the sort of stories that I've told along the way are going to be subject to investigation in a courtroom with yep. witnesses under oath. Uh-huh. Well, Ooh. under oath actually probably doesn't mean too much to old Brucey, but I know we're not. No, gonna- no, no. You can't say that, Joel. You can't well, say that. He's been lying. You can lying. say you can say he's got one hell of a cocaine habit. Yeah, it looks like it with that video he made. Because when the project came on, this was yeah. this was part of his evidence. When the project came, when the project show in question oh, that's right. came on, he's just texted his mates and said, "Let's get lit." Joel, have you ever used that term? In terms of cocaine intoxication, fuck no! I'm I'm. Let's get lit. Come no, on, no. guys, we can do better than that. Let's okay. get fucked up. Yeah, you know, let's get, let's, fucked up. Let's get some bags. You know, that's it's totally yeah. Very yeah. Sad. Anyway, so well, we, we the, the lemon matter is subject to judgment over. Well, I would think over the next few months you would probably find out about that yes, new boy. year. But it is one of those, you know, it's it's hubris that makes people go, yeah, I think I'll see some people. I've yep. narrowly escaped the clutches of corrective services, so I'm going to sue a bunch of people. Yep. And my reputation, such as it is, I'm suing to protect my reputation, which will be trashed in the process. Hmm. Unfortunately, that will really stop his ability to get bags in the future because bags are <laughs> quite a lot of money. And yeah. He won't have a job. No credit. No, no credit. No credit. No credit. The other beautiful thing, well, there have been quite a few, but the other beautiful one of the other beautiful things is Craig Kelly has been convicted Ooh. for a breach of the public health orders or failing to comply. It's in the Daily Telegraph. I haven't been able to check it out. This. And I think it's where the refusal to wear a mask, but I could be wrong. Anyway, he's a convict now. Hello, Craig. Yeah, convict. And, and, and he still remains leader of the... Um, unregistered or deregistered United Australia Party. Things going really, really well for them. He was threatening to sue two Queensland academics who had yes, reviewed. That's right. Who had, I don't know where that is, but it, they but, did but, a paper on him. They did a paper on him, and they they looked at all his tweets, and they determined that certain percentage, quite a large percentage, and this is something I'd have no difficulty in believing, were misinformation, and then some of them were disinformation, deliberate attempts to misinform the public by crackers. Surely not! Um, but, <laughs> so I don't know where that legal action is because it would, in fact, be another BRS. This guy would be waltzing the kind of, I'm going to protect my reputation as a man of truth and honour, and, uh, and then they just have to basically go through the processes, what he'd, what he'd done, what research he'd conducted in order to make these, in order to make these tweets and various social media statements. Well, so go I, for your life, crackers. I look forward to it. I'll ring the popcorn. Well, I've just looked up the Daily Telegraph, and I'm sorry to ruin the party here, but yeah. it looks like the judge actually said that she took into account that he had no criminal history and served his constituency for many years before the charge was dismissed with no penalty or conviction imposed. Oh, no convict. Bugger. No conviction. Yeah, well, that'll, that'll, that'll get him past the first one, and that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was found guilty rather than convicted. There was a he difference, of course. He was found guilty, though. Mm. But they never get convictions. These motherfuckers are made of Teflon. Anyway, look, I think we gave you a bit of a higher low there. And to be honest, I still think it was worth the $5 a month. So, Oh, oh it, it gets better, Joel. Because oh. the Victorian Liberal Party, they... <laughs> that group of political stalwarts who've never put a foot wrong, uh, they ran third in the Mulgrave yeah. by-election. Now, they actually, when the votes were cast on the by-election night, what we were talking about two Saturdays ago, um, they were celebrating. This was a great comeback for them. Yes, the uh, the Labor candidate had, a, I think, a 10, just under 10% cut in her primary vote. Again, which is Dan. understandable because she was replacing Dan the man. The pro- That's enough. Incumbents have an advantage. And, and, and incumbents. Idiots from the Victorian Liberal Party were, were jumping up and down saying what a, what a success it was. And no doubt, looking across into the Treasury into the Treasury benches in the Victorian Parliament going, whoa, won't be long now. And and they came third. And this is the lesson for them, right? This is what they found out in the state election. But they seem to be some very slow learners there. May need some slapping uh, because they, they what they're finding is that independents and right-wing fringe parties, whether they're single interests or um, sort of your UAP loony type, they're not preferencing back to the libs. No. So, and, and when you finish, well, so I, I've just very quickly got the votes from that time. You know, Labor holds the seat by 14% now. It's insane. It was 20 now it's 14. So uh, like, you know, sort of Mugabe fucking, like, you know, proper, like, you know, North Korean numbers. It's like she's lost well, 10%, but... Primary vote, Liberals, 7,817. This is in the by-election. And in the 2022 election, they got 6,528. So there's some improvement. It won't yep. be long now and you'll, you'll be running the state. Jesus yep. Christ. And, and there, are, there is rumour about, as we record this on the 28th of November, uh, there's rumours about that Matthew Guy, that... Absolute, st- that winner, that, that man who just stands atop the podium of state politics in Victoria, just he's going to have another crack, and that means he's going to try and unseat John Pozzotto. That is pretty embarrassing. Honestly, uh, go for your lives. Be, it would be a magnificent effort from Matthew Guy because he's already proven to everyone that he is unelectable. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so. Happy, happy days, and, and less happier. Of course, we've got well. Happy, happy news is that there is a prolonged ceasefire now in Gaza. Yeah. While, while hostages and, and, and prisoner swaps take place, and I thought it was time. I mean, look, this will. This is by no means the end of the conflict, and and I would think that the Israelis will continue to try and hunt down mass agents in Gaza. That may become more of a Mossad activity um, rather than a boots-on-the-ground like job. Think so. But I think what what's worthwhile having a look at is just what might be the fate of Benjamin Netanyahu. Bibi! Bibi. Be his political fate. Now, you would be very optimistic to write him off. He is a, a hard-bitten political warrior, but but there is a lot in the background there that he's got to worry about. 
And, and we often forget that going back to January of this year, there were half a million people on the streets of Tel Aviv protesting yeah. Yahoo's so-called legal reforms. The Supreme and High Courts in, in Israel have the ability to knock over parliamentary legislation like they do here. Mm-hmm. And... And Netanyahu bought in these reforms that would prohibit the highest court in Israel from doing so on the basis of some of the coalition, uh, some of the, he, the coalition that he ultimately forged with various small party groups, often very extreme ultra nationalist groups that have sort of two and three percenters and with very little representation, but at least enough numbers to allow him to form government. Exactly. They put they put the pressure on him to do this. And that, of course, sparked outrage among Israelis who took to the streets. So he's got that sort of stuff going on in the background. Of course, there was an election in 2022 in Israel, and there can't be another one until 2026. Well, there could be another one, but there's another one is not scheduled. Oh, can they call them like we can? They're fixed periods, but there would be you know, the usual triggers for governments to... Like being jailed or something. Well, the sorts of things we're about to talk about where a, co- a coalition collapses and, and these yeah, things okay. are fairly routine in Israel because there are, you know, there's just a sea of political parties with small representation in the Knesset. But there's a fair bit to look at here that's kind of a fairly interesting and most people have forgotten it. Um, uh, <coughs> you, well, I guess the first thing that will propel us to, to propel this scandal or, or an, reanimate this scandal is the fact that the Hamas attacks on Israel were a security failure. There's no yeah. doubt about that, and 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 people will be demanding answers about that. Well, people cookers think it's intentional because it's so egregious and so outrageous. It's like the things that happened on 9-11 when they were like, where was NORAD? Where were the scrambled jets? That When a plane goes off course so far like this, the standard operating procedure is apparently to send up jets and shoot the bastard down. Easier fucking said than done, though. You know, there was a bloke who was meant to pull the trigger on a nuclear what bloody holocaust. Huh? Worth remembering, over a 1,000 people were, were executed during well, this, yeah. during it's, this it's attack. In- and, it's a and big thing to say. And hostage, hostage. So I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. No, they're terrible. Because Netanyahu was in a very, very shaky position, or maybe people just, you know, the much-vaunted Mossad took their eyes off the ball, or maybe there was something that made their eyes made, made them take their eyes off the ball. Well, maybe so they, they knew about it as such, but they didn't take it seriously. I don't know. There, there, are going to be, there are going to be questions asked about all of that. Of course there will and, and they are likely to reanimate the corruption charges against Ibi. And, and, and they're worth covering because they're really, really interesting. And, and, and you know, we can say allegedly as much as we like. But yes, at, we do. At, at its base... Bibi Netanyahu is a corrupt politician, a, a whatever-it-takes type politician. Yeah. And I would think it's very, very likely that over the next year or two he will come crashing down and it will be a serious fall from grace. Mm. There are three broad charges being, put, being made against him. Uh, the first is extremely interesting, and I'll, I'll go into it in a little bit of detail in a minute. It's called Case 1000. It's Case 1000, Case 2000, Case 4000. I found that naming convention very interesting. It's quite, it's quite puzzling. I, I don't know. Look, it's whatever, but it's weird. All right. And this, can, this, this 
the case one thousand concerns the receipt of gifts from two people. One of them, James Packer, an Australian billionaire who lived in Tel Aviv next to Bibby in a in a closed estate. What do they call it? gated estate? Yeah, gated. Yeah, gated communities. They usually call them. Received various goods from 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 Packer, and the other one is Arnon. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, receive various goods. They're neighbours. Are you sure that wasn't just like a cup of, a cup of sugar? Well, his wife. Are you sure? Bibby's, Bibby's wife, Sarah. Just take a, just have a look at her. If you if, if you wanted a, a sort of image to define the word grasping, Sarah <laughs> Netanyahu is pretty much where you want to be. The, the, the other really interesting person, I mean, James Packer, let's not say he's uninteresting, but he would have been sitting around in his mansion in Tel Aviv on a tale of antipsychotics and, and and handing out some gifts to his new neighbours. Eh, not so serious. The other yeah. one was Arnon Milshan. Now, I don't know if you know Arnon Milshan or Milshan, it'll be, because I think it's... I fun. don't. Oh, he's interesting. Is he? He's a Hollywood producer and he Ah, run by jews run by jews but he wasn't always a hollywood producer he's a billionaire considerably and he looks like you know whenever you see him he's a fair old age now be well into his 70s and uh, shaved shaved head he he looks like he's just stepped out of a glass case he's beautifully attired and so forth i read a i read an interview that he did with cigar aficionado really soft sort of treatment of him but i don't is ex is ex Mossad? Okay. Where did he get his billions from? Well, you look at some of the movies he's done. Um, he did LA Confidential. He's got quite a good list of, of of movies, and then some absolute trash that went straight to straight to video sort of stuff. But no one's going to say too much about it. But it, it's very likely that Arnold Milshon was in Mossad and had a key role many many years ago in uh, getting if not the kit, then at least the infrastructure or the architecture in place for Israel to become a nuclear state. <clears throat> so he is, shall we say, a bit of a super spy and I presume fairly well rewarded for all his work. You would like to think so. That's an achievement that, yeah, you would like to, you'd like to be able to buy so a furniture set with that. Yeah. yeah, there you go, patrons. With James Packer, you will know. But Arnon Milshan, that's A-R-N-O-N, Milshan, M-I-L-C-H-A-N. I think that's the Australian pronunciation of Milshan, by the yeah, way. I, just, so, yeah. I think it's Milshan. Milshan. Very, very interesting character. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> anyway, so the, the allegations around this, and Case 1000 is not nearly as bad as case 2000 4000 but so does it get worse um, as the numbers go up or is 4000 like that grasping grasping dumpy wife sarah received various goods from the businessman mainly cigar boxes and cases of champagne well, they were allegedly yeah, exactly.